Psalm 71. Yes, you've been with me from birth, Lord. From my mother's womb, you have cared for me. No wonder I'm always praising you. My life is an example to many because you have been my strength and my protection. And that is why I can never stop praising you. I declare your glory all day long. I will keep on hoping for your help. I will praise you more and more. I will tell everyone about your righteousness. All day long I will proclaim your saving power. Though I am not skilled with words. I will praise your mighty deeds, O Sovereign Lord. And I will tell everyone that you alone are just. O God, you have taught me from my earliest childhood. And I constantly tell others about the wonderful things that you do. Now that I'm old and gray, do not abandon me, O God. Let me proclaim your power to this new generation. Your mighty miracles to all who come after me. Your righteousness, O God, reaches to the highest heavens. You've done such wonderful things. Who can compare with you, O God? You will restore us to life again. And you lift us up from the depths of the earth. You will restore us to even greater honor and comfort us once again. And then we will praise you with music on the harp. Because you are faithful to your promises, O Lord God. I will sing praises to you with a lyre, O Holy One of Israel. I will shout for joy and sing your praises, for you have ransomed me. And I will tell about your righteous deeds all day long for everyone who tried to hurt us. has been stopped.
We, send it, we surrender afresh to your leading and your guiding. God, that today we would have eyes to see what you're doing and ears that hear what you're saying, that your kingdom would come and your will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. To you be all of the honor and the glory. Amen. Good morning, Grace Point. Thank you all for being here today. Welcome to our visitors. It's wonderful to have you with us. Tonight at 6 p.m. at the Mercy Point Watertown campus, um, Brother David DeMarco will be doing his Christmas concert. That's at 6 p.m. tonight in Watertown. If you need directions, just see me after the service. We, that, that is a free concert. However, they are taking up a love offering to, you know, so as the Lord leads you in your generosity to give, they will be doing a love offering for that concert. Tuesday night, Good News Tuesday here at 6.30. And for your radar, put mark on your calendar, starting Sunday, January 5th, we will start our week of fasting for the new year. So that will be January 5th through Friday the 10th. We have a different night each night in the network of our churches where we will be gathering together for a time of worship and exhortation of the word. So we will have further details coming next week. So just seek God how he wants you to fast during that time. And we just wanted to, uh, again, thank everyone who has given generously for the toys for miracles. We will be doing that event this Saturday, December 21st from 11 to 1 at Samaritan Medical Center. And the toys are due since we are having that on Saturday and um, whatever else you brought. So if you don't have it today, you have one more chance to get that to us Tuesday evening at our Good News Tuesday service at 6.30. So thank you again. You guys have been amazing in giving and the children will be abundantly blessed. And we just believe that the Spirit of God and His love in us will be made manifest when they receive that time of fellowship, the gifts, and we believe for open doors that each one of those children would know the Lord personally. So will you join us specifically this week in praying for the hearts of each of those children that are going to be ministered to and their families? because we can give them everything, but it's God's desire that none would perish, but that all would have everlasting life. So we need to pray for their salvation. And we have a March 4th video. That is our next announcement. Yeah, can you play everything, Linda, except for the call to worship? Thank you. And this is my wife, Georgia. We're both members here at Grace Point Church. We've had a ministry for a little more than 10 years. It's called The Manor at Seneca Hill. It's a place where the elderly can be, but they can also come to know Jesus Christ. Pure and undefiled religion is to visit widows and orphans in their need. We would enjoy having other people from our church family to uh, join us. Thank you. Thank you. Grace Point Church is moving forward in the Word of God together through something we call March 4th. I'm going to show you how you can get involved. Look for our yearly schedule and our bookmarkers 
right here on the corner of the table as you come in in the morning. Come a few more steps in, and what you find is our church calendar. You can also find us on Facebook at Grace Point Church, Pulaski, New York. We hope you'll join with us at March 4th. Hey, Pastor Don here. Thank you for choosing Grace Point Church this morning. We are so happy and pleased that you are here. You are welcome here. I pray that all your needs will be met today. God bless you. Amen. All right, we have a special announcement today. Um, if Sister Elma can come up. Come on, Sister Elma. Come on, right up to the front. It is good in our honoring of other people. Um, Excuse me. It's a good in our honoring of Jesus Christ to honor others who are doing the things that exemplify an honorable life in God's eyes. Yes. Uh, generosity and kindness and looking out for the interests of other people more than your own. Thank you. And we just want to recognize Sister Elma today, and I'm going to turn it over to Heather. Amen. For that. Amen. So um, our sister was going to be going away. Stand up and grab something to make a joyful noise with, okay? 
King David said, Blessed are those who search for you, O Lord, and may they be filled with joy and gladness. Two thousand years ago, shepherds and wise men found Jesus in a manger and were filled with joy and gladness. Throughout the ages, people have been finding God and been filled with joy and gladness. And we thank you for that today, Father. We thank you for Jesus who came, Jesus who died, Jesus who was resurrected so that we would have eternal life. We thank you, Holy Spirit, and we invite you to come into this place in a greater way. Jesus, mighty name we ask it. Lord, you said if we have the Father, we've got the Son, we've got the Son, we've got the Father. Jesus prayed that we would all be one together. And God, we cry out for that to come more and more in the days that lie ahead.
died for us and you intercede for us and you dwell within us. And Lord God, you call us by name. Lord God, I pray that each one would hear their name called today. For Lord God, you called us into righteousness. You called us sons and daughters. Lord God, you've given us an inheritance and you prepared a place for us and you're coming to give us. Lord God, speak to each heart today, Father. As we praise you and we worship you, sing that course again, guys. Praise God with all your heart today. Lift up your prayers.
Choose this day whom you will serve. Why? Why do you look to the world? Do you know, do you not know my grace is sufficient? Do you not know that I can fill every void in your life? I am returning for the true worshiper. I am returning not for a lukewarm church, but I am returning for true worshipers, those who look to me. I am your God. I am Jehovah God. Corinthians talks about tongues and interpretations and edification, our God is edifying us today. He's lifting us up. He's speaking to us. It's the gifts of the Spirit. Receive it. Check it out in Corinthians. If you have any doubt, see me. Think about what you just heard. Lord, you're a miracle. Oh, come behold the works of God. The nations at his feet. He breaks the bow and bends the spear. He tells the wars to cease. Oh, mighty one of Israel, you are on our side. Walk by faith in God, you burns the chains.
My desire is that we come to know more about Jesus and His purpose. And, and that's why I'm going through these, uh, these uh, sections. Actually, they're part of our 16 tenets of faith as, as the assembly of God. We also believe that Jesus Christ was fully God and that He's fully man. I want to talk to you today about the salvation of mankind. As we prepare to receive the gift, we're celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. We're celebrating our salvation, technically. Why are we celebrating Jesus? Because He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is our way. Uh, he paid the price for salvation, amen? That we can be saved, that we can be reconciled unto the Father, that we can be in a right standing with God, that eternal life would be ours to receive. But I tell you, it says it might be received what is, what is the might? It isn't the lack of Jesus' efforts. It's not that he didn't hang on the cross until it was finished. It comes to a place where man must respond to the truth and ask him to come in. He says, I stand at the door and knock. If you open the door, I'll come in. So we have a part to play in that. He's done everything that we might be saved except for our part, which is accepting the work that he done on the cross. Salvation makes no Make no doubt about it. It's about the work Jesus done on the cross and our accepting that work and the power of the Holy Spirit rising from the dead. Amen. That is what salvation is about. It's not about our works. It's not that we deserve it. It's about a loving God who, who made it possible for us, not plan B, but the plan from the beginning that his creation would be saved. Amen? Yeah. Uh, mankind. So salvation of mankind, what is salvation? And make no mistake, it's about the deliverance from spiritual death, and, and that is uh, the enslavement of sin. The breaking of that enslavement, that bondage that, that takes us into the, the habits that we do and the addictions that we suffer and, and the attitudes that we have and, and the deeds that we have done that were selfish and, and self-serving, amen? It is the deliverance from spiritual death. Bible talks about a second death. Well, that's for those who doesn't experience Jesus Christ. Amen. We die in the body, and and thus we go to heaven. And and if we're not written in the Lamb's book of life, if we haven't asked Jesus in, if we haven't been uh, forgiven of our sins, then then we spirit we suffer a second death, which is a spiritual death. He says, "Go for me. I don't know you." Make no mistake. We can be very religious, do a lot of good things. And still not be saved. There's only one way to be saved. And that is to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. To believe that he rose from the dead. That's all we have to do. I mean, we're, come to a point we need to grow in that. Don't get me wrong. God provides salvation for all who believe. It's available for all who come to believe in the name of Jesus Christ. And who believe that he rose from the dead. It's available for all who call on the name of Jesus. It's available only through the name of Jesus. Only through Jesus' work on the cross and God raising him from the dead. Amen? It's for all who accept his free offer of forgiveness. It's about forgiveness of sin. Oh, I've heard many people say I'm a good person. I've always worked hard. I've done a lot of good things for people. Never stole. Have you ever lied? Have you ever thought bad thoughts about somebody? See, have you spoke bad against somebody? God says we can be murderers with our tongues, guys. If we speak badly against someone, or if we do something to, 
keep somebody from coming to Jesus, speaking evil, uh, speaking from our own desires can be an e is an evil thing. And I tell you, don't look at yourself as good because God says there are none good. Only through Jesus Christ are we in a right standing with God. Because we all fail. We all, how many have never speeded? Speeded meaning uh, down the road at a fast rate of speed. Hey, we've broken the law. You've sinned. Seems simple, doesn't it? We do it every day and think nothing about it. All who accept is free offer of forgiveness. Redemption from a, from a fallen sinful state, guys. That only comes through Jesus hanging on the cross and his sacrifice and his intercession for us. Our only hope, there's only one way, the word says, through the blood of Jesus Christ. God's Son, death on a cross. We discussed Jesus being fully God last week. The crucifixion of Jesus. The sacrifice he made on that cross. Crucified, the most painful death yet, uh, you know, for all man to see. Hanging naked before the world. How many of us could actually have all the things we've done for all to see and feel that you wouldn't be naked before the world? But physically and uh, stood before the world all eyes on him. Matthew chapter 27 talks about it. Mark chapter 15 talks about it. Luke chapter 23 talks about it. John chapter 19 talks about it. The crucifixion of Jesus. All record the account of Jesus' crucifixion. That price that was paid for our redemption. That we might have salvation. See, we might have. It's all been paid. The debt has been paid. Everything is done except for us accepting the work that he done. We still have a part to play. You can read the word. You may know it forward, backwards. Good for you. It is a great thing that you would do that. But it's the accepting of the work of the cross that saves us. And to believe he rose from the dead, make no doubt about it. Luke 23, 34. Jesus, while hanging on that cross, intercedes um, for those casting lots for his clothes. Did he not say, Father, forgive them? They know not what they do. As he hung there, and they're casting lots, drawing straws in his hands for his clothing. Luke 23, 42 and 43. Then he said, uh, there was a criminal hanging on each side of Jesus Christ. I mean, most of us know the story. And he said was one of those who were guilty of a crime, who were, who were uh, tried and convicted of the crime, one hanging on each side of Jesus. And he, then he said, Jesus, remember you, me when you come into your kingdom. In 43, Jesus answered him, I tell you the truth, today you will be with me in paradise. See, Jesus interceding. As one cries out on the cross, one on one side, one on the other, one telling Jesus, if you're truly the Lord, get yourself down off there. Take me down with you. But yet the other one in a humble state says, Lord, remember me. See, it's the difference of our attitude. We have to have a part in salvation. That is to accept that Jesus is Lord, to accept that he rose from the dead. Here, it talks about that, one receiving it, one not. And Jesus, to the one who says, remember me, says, you will be with me. The one who opens the door, as Jesus knocks in the heart. One who says, 
Forgive me and receive forgiveness. Salvation. Today you will be with me, he said. He intercedes for the, uh, on the cross for the, for the criminals. He intercedes on the cross for you and me. If you read the story of the accounts in the, in the scripture, you'll see that he interceded for his mother on that cross as she stood at the bottom of the cross. See, he interceded for everyone for all times. The salvation experience, what must we do? I've already told you. We're going to go through it again. To repent before God for our sin and our sinful nature. See, to repent for our sins is not enough. Lord, forgive me for what I've done, but we have to understand that, we, that as we are sinners, that doesn't mean when we come to the cross, when we accept the Lord and we ask Him for forgiveness, that, that you're never going to sin again. Anybody here truly believe that you're not a sinner? We continue to sin, don't we, guys? Hopefully we sin less and we, and we uh, keep the account short, but I tell you that we are still sinners, but it's saved by grace, by God's forgiveness, by His giving us good things we don't deserve. It's still a choice, though, however. We must do these things. And then we have, uh, the second part of that is to have faith in the death, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, what I've already told you. There's two things we must do. Believe that he's the son of God and, and repent for our sins, asking for forgiveness. And to believe that he rose from the dead. That's what we must do to be saved. The world would say you have so many other things to do. There's really two things we have to do to be saved. Now I tell you that's only the beginning of the blessings of our Lord and Savior though. <laughs> you know, we can be saved but there's so much more that we can do. We can take part and bringing others to Christ. We can grow and, and, and not only repent from the sins, but turn away from those sins and, and no longer continue those sins that he speaks to us about. Though sometimes he heals us instantly and sometimes it, it, it takes a lot of prayer and determination. If it happens to be an addiction or, or something that we've chosen. See, he doesn't always heal us immediately. He can and he does. There's other things he allows to be in our hands, doesn't he? That our faith would increase. That our prayer would increase. That our relationship with him would increase. If he just delivered us every time we ask, can you imagine what kind of relationship we'd have? I ask and you give. I ask you, Lord, and you give it to me immediately. Man, we got a lot of spoiled children to have that. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Especially if you got grandchildren sometimes. Or even your own children. Ask and receive. Jesus is very good. We ask and we will receive. But in his time and when we're ready to understand that, that it is the gift of him and that he is the giver of the gift. There's many things that we would like to have, but yet he supplies our breath. Man, how many are thankful you woke up today? <laughs> That's a good start, right? Because guess what? If he doesn't give us breath, we no longer breathe. And if we don't breathe, we're done. We're going to, to be standing before the Lord. Another death, another opportunity, another chance to rejoice. Amen. Not that we can't rejoice on the other side, we're going to rejoice more than we ever did here because we're going to stand before Jesus, know that it's all true, and our pain and our bones is going to be gone, and, and, and man, I can't imagine it. We'll all be looking good, amen? <laughs> man, that's pretty quiet. We'll all be looking good. Praise the Lord. Some of us might think we're looking good now, I don't know. 
What do we receive in salvation? We know what salvation is. We know that it only comes from the Lord. We know that it's through his sacrifice. We know that we don't deserve it. We don't earn it. It is something that he done. And, and it's something that we can receive, a free gift. It doesn't cost us nothing. Or you may have to swallow your pride and hum, be a little bit humble to think that I can't do it for myself. But what do we receive? Experiencing God's love plus forgiveness. An unconditional love. And most of us have no idea what that is. Probably all of us. Because an unconditional love is a love that's going to love you no matter what. No matter what evil you do, what bad you do, what you say, what you don't do, what you promise you're going to do, and, and that promise that I'm going to change and we never do, and all these crazy things. It's going to love us anyway, unconditionally. I talk to young people about to be married and old people that are about to be married about an unconditional love. There's times when we're hurting that we can't love anybody, not even ourselves at times. And we begin to, to blame our others for, for the way we're feeling. And they may be part of it. I'm not saying they're not. But they're, that in those times, many cannot respond in love about anything. If you're angry and you're hurt and, and you're depressed and, and you're sick and you're, you're beat down, you're tired. So I tell you that a marriage is about 100%, 110% sometimes. My wife knows I give 110% <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> See, the truth is I'm just a man, and I'm not a very good husband at times. I have my own selfish things to deal with, as we all do. See, experiencing God's love plus forgiveness we experience a renewing. It's salvation. It becomes joyful. We feel lifted. We feel free. We feel free from the burdens, free from the, from, the, from the shame that we've been experiencing and the very things that we've been hiding all our life thinking nobody knows about us. Fooling ourselves mostly. We experience that renewing, and, and that renewing is the work of the Holy Spirit. It says no man come to the Father unless the Spirit draws them. And once we allow and release God to do the work, we open the door. He comes in with the power of the Holy Spirit, and, and we feel renewed and refreshed, and, and we feel lightened in a sense. The load has been lifted. Those who have truly been saved and understand the process, I tell you, can truly cry and weep and not care who sees it. Most of us don't want to see, have people see us crying and weeping and, or dancing and rejoicing. But I tell you, just so it would seem foolishness to the world. But yet it's through that washing, that cleansing, that thinking differently. <clears throat> Somebody paid $100,000 debt for you, what would you say? What would you say? Thank you. Thank you. Woohoo! I don't know if I, I might say thank you, but I think I would just be weeping. <coughs> I would be so filled with joy I might, I might be speechless I don't know can you imagine standing before the Lord of Lords our Savior <coughs> and receiving and understanding what he sacrificed for us I think we've all been there I pray that we've all been there those who have not been can come to that place because salvation for all of us for all who come to believe but just that joy and Overwhelming joy, speechlessness. To experience the promised hope of a new life. 
<laughs> Joe, you got a new life today? Put him on the spot. I know when I was relieved of 25 years of drug addiction, I had a new life. And I was joyful. I couldn't, I couldn't wait to get to church, and I, and I would not go because every time I did not go, something happened. I missed. I missed out. Something happened. God showed up, and I wasn't there. You ever had that experience? Where you just knew God was going to do something, and if you weren't there, you missed it. Oh, you heard about it, but man, you had a, a sorrow in your heart because, man, I missed it the one time I didn't show up. I had a good excuse. I was sick, or, or I was doing this, or I was doing that, or I missed it. Thank God our salvation isn't missed if we ask him and believe it. Amen? We miss out on so much when we come to the Lord and we fail to be a part of what he's called us to and rejoice. Ten leopards were healed and only one came back to give thanks. Where's the other? Didn't I heal ten, he says. Only one came back to praise God. And isn't that about the same today as we look at those who come to salvation as compared to those who serve about one out of ten. We receive the gift, but yet we don't return anything and we don't grow and we and we fail to truly understand and rejoice the gift that we truly receive. A new life, a spiritual rebirth. The hope of eternal life. Forever. Eternal means forever. Without ceasing. Everlasting. But that life with Christ <laughs> is the presence of God who saved you, who created you. Who intercedes for us now today? Who heals the cup that, you know, doctors sew it up, they glue it up. I don't know what all they do today. What other do they do? They glue it, they sew it. Uh, staple it. Yeah, I've had some staples in my head a few times. Well, only once. But I don't know. I forget how many staples there were. Way too many. Go to get them out, man, and they push down on them to get the things to push out. Woo! I heard Heather go, woo, today. Yes. You can get staples out and not go, woo, you're a more better person than I am. Praise the Lord. I don't know why I'm doing there. Praise the Lord. They can staple it, glue it, sew it. They can go in there with three rods and, and do major surgery today, leaving nothing but blue skin, which goes away in three little poke holes. Man is great, but we know that God is the giver of the gift, and he gives the talents, and, and he is the healer. They can cut away, but I, I don't know if anybody ever didn't, didn't have that time, that healing time that it takes God to heal. Yeah. Praise the Lord. So what's the outward evidence? See, salvation, at salvation, the outward evidence, you're going to see outward change. That which people see, which we're going to... Maybe not even realize or recognize in ourselves too much, but, but others are going to, who watch us are going to begin to see a change in our lives. And that evidence of, of visible to others. A changed life. It, 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 we begin to live to please God. We begin to have a hunger for His Word. We begin not to do the things that we've always done. And, and, and we feel good about not doing the things that we've always done. Though the world sometimes is not too happy about our change. Because you're no longer going to participate in some of the things that you did do. You're no longer going to be serving them in a way that you may have 
serve them if you're going to begin to, to, to live a different type of life. You're going to have a joy in your life that, that, that perhaps we don't even understand. How can I be joyful? You're no longer doing the things that you were doing, but how can you have joy in your life for that? All things have changed. The joy is because all things are new. <laughs> your eyes have been opened for the first time, and, and it's like everything is a new experience to you. For a new reason. You have a hope that you may have never had before. You're going to begin to go to new places. You're going to spend a little time at the church. Or in someone who was called a Christian's home. Or, or you're going to not go to the, to the places that you've always gone to. And, and embarrass yourself and everybody around you in a sense. You're going, to, you're going to meet some new people. You're going to do some new things. See, that's the outward evidence. But more importantly, I don't know about more importantly, but equally as importantly and maybe a little more is the inward evidence. That which is in, that takes place inside of us, the heart. See, the Holy Spirit gives us an assurance that God has accepted us. Woo! Somebody who isn't, no, that's the wrong word. I was going to say he doesn't judge you. But yet he's going to look at your heart and begin to see what's in your heart and not necessarily the things that are taken on the outside. Because he knows the thoughts that we have before we speak them and, and he knows our hearts, the reason for why we do what we do. And, and he knows that he's already paid the price for the, for the sins and the failures and he gives us the grace, the good things, instead of condemning us for the bad that we still do. See, God has accepted us. The Spirit intercedes for us. The Spirit intercedes for us. Yes, no man come to the Father unless the Spirit draw him. So the Spirit is already interceded. But this Spirit that I'm talking about is a, is a, is a, is a, is a sense of well-being, knowing that, that, that you are standing before the God and realizing He's seen everything that you've done, but yet He calls you anyways. I've got a couple of scriptures for you that I'm going to close today. We can talk about these things. We can preach about each one of these things. But I want you to understand salvation is really simple today. Because we have to do nothing but to understand that we're a sinner. That I have failed. I've had selfish thoughts. I've done wrong things. Lied, I've stole, I've speeded down the road. I've done things to my body. I've done things to other people that were not right. Romans 8, 16. I want you to understand about the spirit I spoke about. The spirit himself, I said that you're going to have a spiritual change, a spiritual awakening, a new birth in a sense. Romans 8, 16 says the spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. See, our spirit and, and the spirit of God, uh, the spirit of God comes in and begins to, to testify to our spirit, everything that's within us. That this revelation, this, this new life is real. That God is real. That his love is real. And that he's accepted us. We've been adopted into the family of God. For those who've never had a mother and father, an adoption is one of the greatest things. At least right away. Until they have to start going through that change, right? <laughs> Something new can be exciting. 
But if then if you have to go going through a change, a transformation to be a part of that family and to do greater things in that family, there's a cost. The giving of our will to to the will of, of the Father, see. But the Spirit intercedes for our with our spirit that, that we would understand what took place is real. Let me go back one scripture, Romans 8, 15, as I always do. I always want to get to the, you know, if you're reading a good book, you want to get to the point. Woo! Let's go to the back of the book. Never. Always. If I know what's happening, then I know what to expect as I read along, right? Romans 8, 15. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship. And by him... We cry out the Father. See, the spirit that we have received, the spirit that confirms to our spirit that all this takes place and that God be with us and for us and, and dwells within us and interceding for us. The spirit, it says, you did not receive a spirit that makes you slave again. See, we have, well, that means, number one, that you were a slave because you're not a slave again. So that means that we were a slave to our thoughts, a slave to the things that we were doing. If you're an addiction, you're, I'm not a slave, I get to make my choices. Yeah, but, but the reality is, my first choice is to serve the master, the addiction. If I got a dollar, I'm going to go spend it on whatever it is that's got a grip on me. If you're a spendaholic, you're going to spend a dollar. If you smoke cigarettes, you're going to buy the cigarettes. If you're an addict, you're going to do whatever product that you're using. If you're an alcoholic, you're going to buy the beer. You're going to do it without even thinking because it becomes of our standard life. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear. Guess what? There's a releasing of that fear of being judged. There's a releasing of that fear of going without because we're not going without. We are receiving something greater than that which we've already had a hold of us. We're receiving love and forgiveness and grace instead of the things that pull us down and pull us back and hold us back. We are being released into something greater. It takes a while to understand it. <laughs> and for some it takes years. How else can we give that which we work so hard for our money? How else can we let go of the addiction that has such a great hold on us and desire something Greater freedom. Freedom. See, we think it's our choice. By choice, we start in it. But in the end, what happens is it takes over, and now it becomes our master, and we're not free to choose anything. We think we are. But the first thing that happens is we go to what our body says instead of what our mind says is the truth. Here, we are free. We are free. Not as slaves, but free to choose. Free not to have fear to step out in a, in a new walk, a new opportunity. But you receive the spirit of sonship. Why? Because we're already accepted. We're not trying to earn anything. Because what we want the most is love. We want provision. We want, we want the good things of life. And through sonship means we have an inheritance. Means that we are loved. That we are forgiven. That someone truly cares for us and never going to let go. And by him, we cry, Abba, Father. Abba, Father. Sonship means inheritance by grace. Abba, Father means an especially close relationship. Mm -hmm. To have such confidence 
and your parents or your father to sit in their lap. You ever see a child sit? Isn't it always boring to see a child who's willing to sit in their parents' lap and it's just wanting to be cuddled and hugged and or just giggly? And isn't that always a, a something fabulous to see? And to me, it is to see that type of relationship where a child is so comfortable and their desire is just to have that closeness with their parents. Well, here we cry out, "Abba, Father!" We cry out to to a God who wants that from us, just wants nothing from us except that relationship, that closeness. He's paid the price for every sin that we ever done. And all he wants in return is us to have a closer relationship with him. Abba, Father. Especially close relationship. So we have an insurance through salvation. We have assurance of eternal life. We have the confidence of our forgiveness. And to know that we're in a straight, uh, a state of... Uh, uh, the right relationship with God called righteousness. So through salvation, we have eternal life. We have forgiveness for the days that we're still walking. And we know that we're in a right standing with God because he has forgiven us. He's paid the price. He's prepared a place for us. He's coming to get us. And he says, I'll be with you always. I'll never forsake you. See, this comes with salvation. What a gift. Today, if you've not been walking with God, you need to rededicate your life. It's something we all need to do at times. I almost need to do it daily. <laughs> Lord, forgive me. Lord, I'm faithful. Lord, thank you that you haven't turned your back on me. Thank you, Lord, that you've seen something good in, good in me, even though I look in the mirror and I don't see anything good at times. I feel like failure many times when... Others can do things so much better, but yet you called me to do it. Why? I don't understand. But we choose to do it anyways because he chose to do for us what we could not do for ourselves. So today, if you need that special touch or you need to know of the joy that I talk about, the release, the forgiveness, or whatever, that burden that I have fallen short I want to pray for you. If you need that prayer, I just want you to lift your hand today. Anybody need that prayer today? Anybody need that prayer today? Don't be afraid. We all have to do it. It's open to every believer, but for those who open the door. I believe God is knocking at the door of hearts. It's not my word. This is his word today. Did I hear that dog raise his paw there? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, then, if the word is spoken to you today, I just want to pray with you and to believe that God will answer your prayers. Anybody have prayer needs today? We, we also have a prayer need today. Everybody raise your hand. Come on. We, we want God to intercede for us, we want God to intercede for somebody we know. We want strength for today. We want healing for, for something that ails me. We need a better car. We need payments for our house. We need Christmas. We, we all need prayer. Right. Amen? Yeah. Raise your hand today. Come on, just bring release to raise your There you go. Praise the Lord. God knows already. And if we can't raise our hands and we're fooling ourselves, if we don't need prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord God, for these who came to death.
to worship and praise you, Lord God. Thank you. To stand before you, Lord God, with open hearts, Lord God. Lord, you know our thoughts before we speak them. You know what everybody's thinking this moment. Some are thinking that man is crazy. Some's thinking, oh, Lord, I'm better than that. But God knows. The truth is we all need Jesus. Yes. Jesus is the reason that we celebrate Christmas. It's Christ-like. Christmas is Christ-like. Lord, I pray and believe that each one wants to be more like you today than we were yesterday. So, Heavenly Father, I pray that your power of your Holy Spirit would just fill each one afresh today. Lord, that there would be truly a renewal take place today. Lord, when we walked in with a burden, I pray that the burden would be lifted. Lord God, would we be shameful and, and think that somebody's going to find me out, Lord? May we come to understand that you already know that we can release it unto you and believe uh, by faith that you will forgive us, that you'll not hold it against us. Yes, Lord. In fact, Lord, you said you blotted out like it never happened if we truly repent. Thank you. Lord God, I thank you today for forgiveness. I thank you for brothers and sisters. And Lord God, I thank you for your Holy Spirit. That spirit that confirms that you are with us. That spirit that you confirms that we are saved. That spirit that says, I am with you. Fear not. Yeah. Lord God, this is your word, not mine. I have nothing wise to say to anyone. Lord God, may your spirit go to and forth and search each heart and, and release each one from that burden that they may have right now. From the expectation that I must give more this season. Lord God, may we release that, that what we might give them would be the, the truth of God's word. We'd be so bold to hand them a Bible and say, read it. For it would truly set you free. 